Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. What really serves us and serves everyone around. So I wanted to talk tonight about uh, a bit about how we affect each other. And clearly this situation is showing that as directly as any I can think of how interconnected we all are. That's why we're washing our hands and uh, covering our mouths and doing all the things we can so we don't we don't connect in ways that uh, that are uh, that are dangerous for us, um, but uh, that's that's the that's the negative side when there's germs and viruses and other things in the air. Uh, but we are connecting not only on a physical way, but on subtler ways in very profound very um, impactful ways we affect each other energetically besides physically when we're around someone who is joyful generally it uplifts us not always i know it's true sometimes we're feeling in a bad mood and what are they doing how come they're so happy but for the most part if we're if we're tuned into the goodness that's coming out of them, uh, then um, it rubs off on us. It's contagious. And if we're around someone who's calm and centered, uh, that rubs off on us. If we're around someone who's frightened or agitated, that also affects us. It doesn't have to lead to those qualities for ourselves, we can respond to them, but we're affected by them. For if we're fortunate enough to be centered when we're around someone who is, um, who's having a hard time, it can evoke compassion and caring. So on this at this time, what I wanted to talk about is is this understanding. This is why the Buddha uh, strongly encouraged us to keep the company of the wise because that affects us. It rubs off on us, that wisdom, that centeredness. He also said, avoid as much as we can the company of the foolish that we, not that we can always do that. And we can all switch roles and sometimes be fools or wise people. So it's not that it's, it's so clear cut one or the other, but um, generally we want to be around people who uplift us and to um, have compassion for those that, that don't. Um, but the company we keep makes a difference. There's a, a notion in, uh, in positive psychology called the elevation response. A fellow named Jonathan Haidt uh, coined it. When we see people do 
noble acts. We are seeing these actions of doctors and nurses going into the in their um, at their work and and at great risk, but just responding out of that care. It was amazing. I think New York City they had I forget how many responding to uh, people who had been retired, uh, recently retired, a few thousand who said, oh, I can come in. They didn't have to. Isn't that amazing? And when, when you hear something like that, it just uplifts the heart. And the elevation response is it, um, it ennobles us. We get inspired by noble acts of others and say, oh, yes how beautiful that human beings can be that way. And what do I have to contribute? And as is known in, uh, in neuroscience, we are wired up with mirror neurons. When somebody else is in pain, we feel it. It lights up in the same place in our brain that it would if it was happening to us. So the fact that we influence each other can be um, a real gift and an opportunity when we know how to use it. Because just as, as I was saying before, uh, fear is contagious, so is love. So is centeredness, so is balance. And one of my, the ways that I, I see us interacting, my own personal mm, theory of human interactions, what I call um, the transmitter-receiver energy unit theory of human beings. Uh, I see us all as uh, just mm, matrices of energy coming into form in each of our beings. This is the James Barra's energy unit. And we are receiving energy from around us and it affects us and we are also transmitting out and that affects our environment as well so to um to realize that when we're around kind of um negative energy that can rub off on us unless our system is stronger, is more, um, more connected and uh, more um, um, developed. Uh, if our energy is stronger than the frightened one around us, then we have something to offer. Uh, I, I always use the example. I remember one time I went to see the Dalai Lama and I was in a kind of a funky mood something was going on in my life that was kind of you know, annoying me. And uh, I went in to see this, this great hall with a few thousand people. And in five minutes, it was like, oh, isn't life wonderful? Isn't I couldn't remember what, what had, had annoyed me before because the energy field was so strong, it just kind of rewired me to that vibration. So it's something to consider when your center is strong, you can affect and impact those 
who are um, who are agitated or frightened. But it's also important to realize that if you are fragile and you're around anger or fear or other uh, kinds of uh, negative emotions, that that can impact you as well. So it's important to understand what your capacities are and what you can take in and also how you can contribute, what you have to offer. And um, it's important, particularly in these times, and that there are some people who are brave um, responders who are going through very scary environments. Um, and uh, somebody wrote me today, actually, is a, it's a nurse uh, who is, um, she lives in, uh, in a small town in California, and she's a manager of uh, a hospital that um, 130 people report to her. And she, um, she does all the, uh, all the skillful things, washes her hands all the time and has uh, protective equipment and, uh, and all. She goes home and she's, she and her husband have their own two children and they've taken in um, a niece and three nephews in, in the last year because the children's parents, um, they, they couldn't stay with the children's parents. So she has six kids and her husband and her, and she's coming back from the hospital. And she says, and her practice has been help, helping her very much. She, she has her center, but then she goes through moments of, of panic and, and she goes back and forth. What do I do? How do I, how do I work with this? And uh, we had a, uh, a sweet email exchange about how important it is to, to take practices, have practices that can, that can calm us down. Uh, before she's going into her house, she scrubs her hands and, and, and her, her clothing and also calming herself down so that she doesn't carry that energy uh, as well to them. So one of the things that uh, I think it's really important to understand is um, how we can take care of ourselves around negative energy. And um, what I, one thing I wanted to do is offer a, um, a practice that I find helpful besides the the basic ones of coming into the moment there's always refuge in the moment and just being here and feeling your body feeling the ground taking a few mindful breaths or opening to letting yourself feel all the feelings and holding them with self-compassion we did that i think last week um, can't overdo that by the way uh, but i wanted to offer a a practice that um, that you might find helpful in being around intense energy or when you feel that there's, uh, there's a lot of energies around and you're wanting to find your own uh, centeredness. So this is what I invite you to do. Uh, just, uh, if you would feel okay about it, close your eyes for a few moments. 
and get in touch with your good heart that would make you want to be on a call with all of these people and connect and be as conscious and as kind as possible. There's a goodness right in there, right inside of you. And as you're in touch with that goodness of heart, call on all the benevolent forces of life to surround you and support you right now. Because life responds to the energy that we put out just as people do. So just envision a benevolent field of goodness surrounding you. And if this field had a color, just what color would you envision it to be? Might be one color, might be a few colors, just see. And let yourself be held in this field of goodwill. This field has a special property. We can create anything with our consciousness. So let's create something that really supports us. It can let in all the good energy from around and it can let our own goodness shine out. But it is semi-permeable and it keeps out any negativity that doesn't serve us. Just feel yourself held and supported by this field of goodwill. That lets your own light shine out. And let's you receive all the good from around you. But it keeps out the negativity that doesn't serve you. And let your body feel what that's like to feel supported and held and protected and safe. And know that if you're feeling at all a sense of ease or safety, know that your mind has created that. The mind can create anything. And so when you are feeling not as safe as you'd like, you might just 
remember this color and call on the support that you need and know that you don't have to be any more in any more negativity than serves you to have healthy boundaries but to let your love come come through let your love keep shining through Okay, you can just slowly let yourself quote, slowly come out and stay connected to that field of goodwill. Um, Nancy, who's, uh, who is with the, our larger group of people that somehow didn't get assigned, um, don't take it personally, um, brought up the the question uh, how to um, how to be there for people who are um, frightened and going through agitation. One of the things that I mentioned was, or that I meant to mention, I should say, was uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's beautiful teaching about being the the calm person in the boat, as you might be familiar, the boat people when they left. Uh, at the end of the Vietnam War, uh, over a million people fled Vietnam. Um, and they wanted to risk a better life than to remain to see what was going to uh, happen next to them. So they made this treacherous journey in boats uh, that were um, besieged by pirates and storms and all kinds of... Um, all kinds of dangers and many of those boats did not make it unfortunately and Thich Nhat Hanh says the the ones that did the boats that were able to uh, survive that journey were ones that had one at least Hello. one calm person in the boat I'm going to just mute this uh, while I'm talking uh, one calm person in the boat and that calm emanated and affected others, kind of like what I was saying at the very beginning, how we affect our energy affects everyone around us. So here in our practice, we're all here because we have valued to some extent, developed some sense of connection and presence um, in our own being. And that's what we have to offer others. So how to be that calm person in the boat. And we were just talking in that, that bigger group, um, that, um, rather than fixing others or thinking that it's up to you to, to take away their pain or their suffering, just your caring can be a tremendous gift. If you're around somebody, suppose you're in, in a lot of agitation and somebody um, comes along who really cares about you and who's saying, oh, this is so terrible. Oh, I feel, 
I just really feel for you. And how can I take away your pain? And oh, this is tearing me apart. How does that feel? Actually, probably not so good. Then you got to take care of them. You were doing, you were shaky enough, but somebody else is having a hard time. And now, oh, now I got to take care of them on top of this. But if somebody is there, just think of what you'd like from somebody when you're agitated. They can't take away your pain, but they can be a loving presence for you. And instead of saying, oh, this is so terrible, this is tearing me apart, if somehow they can find their center and saying, oh, I just want you to know I'm here with you. I care about you. And it, it must be so hard. And I want you to know I'm here. And it's been shown that when people are going through physical or emotional discomfort, if they have a hand to hold, their threshold for their capacity for discomfort and pain is much greater. So to somehow use our practice to be that calm person in the boat, that's the, that's the real gift. You don't have to fix. You don't have to uh, be some kind of a, a saint. All you need to do, all, which is a big, a big, a big all, all you need to do is to be a loving presence that's right there, that's not trying to change or fix, but just um, letting that person know that you're there to help them hold all their feelings. And then, of course, there's a self-compassion practice of putting your hand on your heart, which I do when I'm with somebody who's having a hard time. I do it to let them know that I care, but I'm also comforting and soothing myself at the same time because this calms, calms me down to just know, oh, wow, that must be so hard. And there I am somehow expressing caring, but calming myself down at the same time. And if I can calm myself down, just say, wow, I want you to know I'm right here with you. There's something contagious about that as well. So um, this is our practice to be the, that calm person in the boat. Mm, let's see, just uh, maybe a, another question or two or reflection and then uh, before Eve uh, uh, gives us a final song in, in the end. Anything that's coming up, if you want to raise your hand or uh, actually if there's, there's a capacity to raise your hand, Serena raised her hand. So Serena, uh, let's hear from you. Hi, yes. Um, I really missed the meditation tonight. Uh, I was looking for the, uh, the link and I couldn't locate it. I finally gave up. And then I spent a whole lot of time on Facebook and I finally got to a message you had sent mm -hmm. okay. and I was able to tune in. So uh -huh. I hope maybe you can uh, send a reminder next Thursday so that the, uh, the link is available real easily. That yeah. Might be real. Okay. And it's also on our website, uh, insightberkeley.org. Um, if you go right there, but I, I, tried, I actually, I tried that. It didn't work for me. Huh. Okay. So anyway, I don't want to belabor this. Okay. Uh, 
you know, I've um, today um, I had a situation where a neighbor is very sick. Mm -hmm. She's a cancer person and uh, had a hip replacement done. And she hasn't been feeling very well for the past few days. And, um, you know, she, she had asked me not to be around her, which was fine. But she said that she felt really sick. And then um, I had called her because I was going to make some soup for her. Mm -hmm. And um, I had it all uh, done. I had made the soup and I was going to leave it by her door. That was the agreement. And when I called her, she didn't. She kept on not answering the phone. She didn't answer the phone. I tried many times yeah. over a few hours. Okay. And, um, anyway, finally she called and she said that she was a at the hospital and she had been tested mm. uh, for coronavirus. And um, she said she was waiting for um, a cab. Then she called again and she couldn't get a cab. And she asked me, she pleaded for me to go and pick her up. Okay. And uh, so my first response was that I, I really wanted to go and pick her up. I didn't want her to be stuck there, mm -hmm. you know, at, you know, at the hospital, you know, entrance, you know, for yeah. a cab, which obviously she wanted to come home. Right. And then I, I went and talked to some, a friend of mine who is a nurse mm -hmm. And she said, do not go. Mm -hmm. And I was, I, I got into this really major conflict inside about between wanting to be of help mm -hmm. and at the same time trying to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Because she said very clearly to me, well, if you go pick her up and she doesn't know what her status is as of yet, mm -hmm. you're going to have to stay home for another 12 days, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, 14, 14 days, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was very difficult saying no, that I couldn't go pick her up. And she was really, really upset and devastated that I wasn't picking her up. And so then my choice, what I decided to do was to ask this friend to pray this divine mercy chaplet, which is a Catholic, um, a Catholic thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, that's the only thing I could think of doing. And since this other person is a Christian, I thought we could do this, even though she's not a Catholic. Uh -huh. So I thought that maybe we could be of support to her by praying for her and sending her this this uh, vibration of the prayer. That because you know the last words she yeah. said was "God have mercy." Mm -hmm. So that just was another the, few moments where we, we I want to. Uh, just uh, and, uh, I understand what I'm saying is that I found myself in this conundrum yes between wanting desperately to help mm -hmm. and and then having to make a decision yeah to not do it even though it was going to really be a, very upsetting to the person who needed help got it mm -hmm. yeah, that's a hard one um, and and you had the advice of of somebody who who was it that gave you the advice was it just a friend is this friend of mine is a friend of, who's a nurse yeah, who's, who's a nurse, yeah. a nurse. so um you know there you were 
having medical advice that it, it would not be good for you. And, uh, you know, you, you, you do have to take care of yourself first. It's, it's important. Uh, I wonder what the hospital uh, recommended for her. Um, that's a hard choice. I, I wish I had a simple answer, um, but I don't. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not really, I, I don't know what to say other than you need to do to take care of yourself and wish her well. And uh, hopefully the, the hospital could, uh, could somehow find a way to get, to get her home. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That must have been a really hard one. Hmm. We're going to be faced a lot with a lot of hard choices these days. And, um, yeah, this is what I saw today. Yeah. What I saw today, yeah. I really feel for, for you and for her. I want to actually, um, well, first we'll have uh, Eve's song, and then uh, I want to close with a, with a prayer that uh, Jack Cornfield sent me that we can uh, keep in mind as, as, we, as we close. Uh, but Eve, I, I wanted you to share a song about, um, a song that I love about getting in touch with who we really are so we can be a benefit to to others so why don't why don't you uh introduce it and and offer it yeah it's a so this is a song that i wrote about self-love and it's poignant to be offering it after this conversation has just been had you know, it's such a, such a difficult, you know, we have, um, Audrey Hepburn said we have two hands, one for taking care of ourselves and one for taking care of others. Or Christopher Germer and Kristen Neff in Mindful Self-Compassion teach, breathe a breath of compassion in for yourself and then breathe out compassion for another. So we need, we need to do both. And um, it's, it's so hard when the choice needs to be not a both like that. Um, and yet what James, I, what James is saying is true. We, 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 we are the primary tenders of our own beings. We are our own home base. So not to exclude others and keeping generosity as a primary practice we can't neglect ourselves. We, we don't ultimately serve others if we neglect ourselves. So this song is called Simple Truth. Oh. So, I, so I'm laughing at myself because I just played the music for a sung dedication of merit 
<laughs> My brain just did that. That was automatic pilot. Okay, here goes. This is not a dedication, right? This is a simple truth. We are see it, there are two choices on paper. All these voices tell me I have made it, or I can love myself the way I am. We have see it, there are two choices. Try to do it their way, or find my own rejoicing music and play. I've been given a responsibility to love myself like I would love a child. Chaotic, wild, and turning, building bridges, bridges burning. Just as I am to love Maybe self-hatred protects me until no one rejects me. If I reject myself first, your coldness might not hurt as much. Maybe if I work harder, try more, do more, faster, longer, the day will come when I feel loved by everyone. I've been given a responsibility to love myself like I love trees. Okay, when branches crack and fall, no striving, no have tos at all. The sparkling green that breathes me just as I am loves me. No, I do not have it all together. I never have, and I never will. And I know that you don't have it all together either, because nothing here was made this way. We're all falling. We're all flying, we're all playing, we're all done. We've been given a responsibility to love ourselves like we love freedom using courage just to see the simple truths of you and me love looks like humble gratitude like a Forgiveness, just as we are, just as we 
Thank you so much. Um, yeah, that's the that's the thing to keep in mind. As the Buddha said, you first take care of yourself, and and then you can really be there for for others. Uh, so um, put on your own oxygen mask first, as they say. And uh, I want to just close with a prayer for. The pandemic that uh, that Jack sent me from the uh, Ursuline Sisters of Louisville. Oh, and uh, before I forget, I was asked by uh, by someone in the community, uh, "What about Donna?" And I'll just mention, if you want to offer Donna, it's gratefully received. You can just go to uh, James Barra's Activities at Gmail. That's the PayPal. Uh, James Barra's activities. Um, so here is uh, a prayer for a pandemic. May we who are merely inconvenienced remember those whose lives are at stake. May we who have no risk factors remember those most vulnerable. May we who have the luxury of working from home. Remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when their, when their schools close, remember those who have no options. May we who have to cancel our trips Remember those that have no safe place to go. May we who are losing our margin money in the tumult of the economic market, remember those who have no margin at all. May we who settle in for quarantine at home, remember those who have no home. As fear grips our country, let us choose love. During this time, when we cannot physically wrap our arms around each other, let us yet find ways to be the loving embrace of God to our neighbors. Amen. So with that in mind, let's dedicate our time here together. We're fortunate to have connection, to have like-minded friends, many of whom we've never met before, but we still feel connected. And to just send out whatever goodness comes from our being here together, to all beings everywhere, 
we're all going through something together now. This is an opportunity to really feel that connection and know that what we emanate from our being affects those around us and know that what we take in from others can affect us. And so we want to develop as much love towards ourselves and kindness and centeredness and send it out and receive and be uplifted and buoyed by all the goodness around us, protecting ourselves from energies that don't serve us, but still letting our love shine through. And so may we use this time, this challenge that we're all facing to help open our hearts, deepen our compassion, deepen our wisdom, and may all benefit from our supporting each other. May all beings find peace and well-being. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.